This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Kenneth Figu. Happy Halloween. This bonus episode will be dropping along with our Halloween episode of the podcast. This particular episode is a little unusual and may or may not be your cup of tea. It contains no comedy, but instead contains something far better. When I was young, one brave Sunday, I wandered upstairs in our old sprawling public library. Up on a high story, behind stacks of books, I found a forgotten and unlit room. In it were records, dusty and alone. They were artifacts from the golden age of radio. Their covers showcased noir murder scenes and entombed horrors, and I was transfixed. I checked one of them out of the library that day and listened to a show called Lights Out and a program that told a story based on the life of real serial killer H.H. Holmes and his hotel of murder that people checked into and didn't check out. These tales had a profound impact not only on my writing style, but also the soundscapes I create for you with this show. They all have a very special place in my heart, and every Halloween, like clockwork, I open a bottle of wine light the fireplace, turn off the lights, and listen to them while I hand out candy. I invite you to dim the lights now, dim them out, and listen with me to this tale from 1943. Look there, an advertisement in the local paper. It seems an eccentric old man is looking for good help around his sprawling mansion. The address is there at the bottom, You'll recognize the house as you stroll up the driveway. 
It's known as Murder Castle. so many of you like. It's title, Murder Castle. But before we begin, Frank Martin with a question. You know that without food, you couldn't live. And without enough vitamins and minerals in your food, you may feel only half alive. If that's how it is with you, if you're losing weight, losing your pep and ambition, and if vitamin B1 and iron shortage is what's to blame, then listen. Ironized yeast tablets give you both vital substances. Vitamin B1 plus iron. Today, ever so many people who were short on these substances tell how ironized yeast helped them regain glorious pep and strength and needed pounds so now they can really enjoy life again. Remember that name, ironized yeast tablets. And now, fights out everybody. I tell you, Captain, it it don't make sense. We picked her up walking down the street saying the same thing over and over again. Why, she's as goofy as they come, I tell you. Listen to her yourself. Revenge, 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 revenge. Yeah, listen to her, Captain. Over and over again. Such a young and pretty girl. What could have driven her out of her mind like that, I ask you? Revenge, 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 revenge. Revenge, 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 revenge. Yes? Yes, what is it? I... I'm looking for a Mr. Henry Stewart, if you please. Oh, oh, you mean about the advertisement? Yes, that's right. I got here as soon as I could. That's all right. That's all right. As long as you got here, that's all that matters. Come in. Come in. Oh, thank you. Uh, Just uh, put your suitcase down there. It'll be all right. Thank you. Now, if you come right this way. Thank you. Just step in here, Miss... uh... Malone. Ella Malone. Oh, yes, of course. Miss Malone. Now, then, you'll have a chair, please. Thank you. Ah, there we are. Now then, Miss Malone, uh, to be perfectly frank with you, I wasn't quite expecting you today. Oh, I'm truly sorry, Mr. Stewart. But you see, I I took the wrong train and I... Well, I had the hardest time finding the house. I do hope you'll forgive me. Of course, of course. Don't give it another thought. 
Promptness may be a virtue, but we all can't be virtuous, now can we? <laughs> now then, uh, you're here in answer to my advertisement. Yes, sir, you wrote me. Oh, yes, yes, of course. You're the young lady from... Uh... Uh, from Queensville. Oh, yes, Queensville. Uh, you uh, have my letter with you? Oh, yes, sir, right here, sir. Mm. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now then, uh, your friends know you came here, of course. There's no one very much interested, Mr. Stewart. Oh, 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 come now. A pretty young girl like you, no young bows, and so on, so on. No, sir, there's no one. I mean, sir, you can depend on me to give all my attention to my work. Very commendable, very commendable indeed. My work, as I wrote you, is entirely confidential. My philanthropies are, to a great extent, entirely sub No fuss, no feathers. You understand what I mean? Oh, yes, sir. As my secretary, my affairs will be entirely in your hands. My checking account, my finances, and so on and so on. Entirely in your care. I understand, sir. It's uh, quite a responsibility, and uh, you're quite a young woman. And as I wrote you, the bank... Oh, oh yes, sir, I understand. Uh, the bond, I brought the money for it. Three hundred dollars. Uh-huh. I've got it right here, sir. Oh, fine, fine. That's very businesslike, yes, indeed. Uh, I'll give you a receipt, and there we'll be. Uh, Mr. Stewart. Yes? Oh, my pen. Oh, oh yes, here we are. Uh, my money. Uh, will I get it back from the bank any time I leave your employ... I mean, when you want me to? Hmm? Oh, uh, yes, of course, of course. Uh, now then, here we are. Received of Miss Nellie Malone. Ella. Oh, yes, of course, Ella. Memory isn't quite what it used to be. <laughs> That's why I need a good secretary. I'm very good at remembering things. Oh, you are, you are. Now then, uh, we are. Guess this receipt is in good order. Received of Miss Ella Malone, $300 to be deposited with the Merchants Bank as surety bond and to be returned to said Ella Malone upon request. There's my signature. Now then, how's that? I'm sure that'll do very well, sir. <laughs> now uh, then... Uh, you have got my receipt, but I... Uh... Oh, oh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> not at all, not at all. Oh, of course, I have it right here. I am sorry. Oh, well, I understand the excitement of your trip. Here it is, Mr. Stewart. You see, I had it already in an envelope. Now, if you'll open oh, it... Oh, no, no, not at all, not at all. Bank can do that when I send it to them in the morning. Now, uh, just put your purse down there, and I'll show you through your new home. Yes, Mr. Stewart. Now, we'll go right up these stairs. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, you find I have quite a place here. Three stories high, and every inch of it my own design. Rather dark. Oh, oh, careful now, careful. Oh, I'm all right. <laughs> Mustn't hurt yourself. Hardly the way to start a new job, now, is it? <laughs> oh, now then, here we are. Got a nice room for you, very nice. Fact of the matter is, you can choose any room on this floor. Mr. Stewart, your daughters. Daughters? Yes, won't they object? You said any. Oh, yes, yes, my daughters. I did write to you about them, didn't I? Yes, you did. Uh, well, never mind about them. They're upstairs studying. Now, right here. I suggest that you take this room, at least for the night. Whatever you say, Mr. Stewart. Uh, get the light on here. There we are. Nice, isn't it? I... I've never had such a large room. If you've got one a little smaller... On the contrary, my dear Miss Malone, you'll find this one small enough. Perhaps a little too small. <laughs> yes, indeed. Entirely too small. But, Mr. Stewart... Locking the door. M- Mr. Stewart, why did you... Mr. Stewart, why did you lock the door? 
Mr. Stewart. Mr. Stewart, why have you shut me in here? Mr. Stewart, please, please answer me. Mr. Stewart, please let me out of here. Mr. Stewart, please let me out of here. Yes, yes, Miss Nord. There's no doubt in my mind at all that you're the very person I want to employ as my housekeeper. I'm very glad to hear that, Mr. Stewart. Of course, the matter of being housekeeper of a place as large as mine calls for definite qualities, you understand, of course. I always do my best, sir. Well, one certainly can't ask for more than that, no, indeed. Your wife, maybe she'd like to talk to me? My wife? Oh, yes, of course. I wrote you about my wife, didn't I? Yes, sir. Uh, well, my wife is out shopping. As soon as she returns, you will meet her. I'm sure she'll find your recommendations as satisfactory as I did. Makes me very happy. I've always wanted to work in a fine house. Uh, now, uh, about money. Oh, any salary you want to pay me, Mr. Stewart, it's, it's all right. I just want a chance to show you how good I can do your work. Very commendable, yes, indeed, very commendable. But uh, we must agree on a salary. I'm the sort of man who has respect for money and expects a similar respect in others. Oh, yes, and speaking of money, you'll be wanting to open a new bank account, I suppose. Bank account? Yes, it's my principle that everyone employed by me should have a savings account. Bill's character. I'll open an account for you in the morning. You can transfer any other bank account you have back in your hometown up to my bank. Convenience, you know. Oh, no, sir, I haven't got that. Hmm? I haven't any money in the bank back home. I, I took it all out. Oh, oh. It wasn't much anyway. What was left of father's insurance money after... My mother died. Oh, yes, yes. Um, well, now then, supposing you leave all your things here and uh, we'll go look over the house, hmm? That'll be very nice. Mm. Here, uh, right through this door. I'd be glad to be working in such a big house. Right this way. Oh, yes, yes, quite an establishment here. Designed it all myself. I'll work hard, Mr. Stewart. Oh, yes, yes, I'm certain you will. Now then, right down these stairs. I'll uh, show you everything downstairs first. You have a washing machine? Huh? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Everything modern, everything convenient. High, wide basement. There you are. Now, watch yourself. It's uh, just a little dark down here this time of day. Oh, it is a big basement, all right. Could hang up plenty of washing down here. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Now, if you'll just come this way. You... You building something down here? Building? Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Always building, always changing, always remodeling. Change, 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 change. My hobby, always changing things. <laughs> Hard to keep clean. Now, now, don't you worry about that. Everything will be cleaned up in short order. Bags of sand and concrete, concrete mixer. Everything will be out of the way. It won't bother you at all. No, not at all. <laughs> now, right this way. You... You're making more room? Oh, yes, yes, indeed. With nice, clean, concrete floors. Here. Look at this one. Kind of dark. Oh, come on, come on, get closer. All my own work. You see, the floor is still wet. <laughs> I like concrete, don't you? Yes, it, it is clean. Yes, covers everything. You know how deep that concrete is? Three feet deep. Yes, ma'am, three feet deep. And I just poured it an hour before you honored me with your presence. Three feet. That'll make a mighty thick slab of stone, won't it, Miss Nord? Thick enough to cover you. Ah. Ah. Yes, indeed. A fist to the point of the jaw, still a most effective soporific. Uh, well, you're quite a light woman, my dear Miss Nord. Up you go, and in you go. 
face down. What an unusual bed you lie in, Miss Nord. Sinking down and down and down. And the concrete will harden. And I... Uh, I guess I will have to get myself a new housekeeper. gentlemen, let's lean back now and relax for a moment. Let's take time out from tonight's amazing lights out story, the story of a strange, mysterious mansion, and the one woman who entered those doors and was never seen alive again. Let's turn during this brief intermission to a much more everyday situation and a question that's much easier to answer. An angry girl is storming out of her friend's house. And her friend says, What can be wrong with Lucy these days? Cross as a bear, and she's losing so much weight, she looks terrible. She's just no fun anymore. Well, you know what that well-known nutrition authority says about how improper eating due to wartime living may cause a person to become deficient in vitamin B1 and iron, and how you absolutely need enough of them to keep your right weight and energy. Why, come to think of it, that was Ruth's trouble when she got so run down. So she took ionized yeast tablets. And you know how grand she looks and feels again now. Yes, friends. Any number of people who, due to vitamin B1 and iron shortage, were losing weight, losing strength and energy and interest in life, tell how ironized yeast tablets help them regain glorious pep and strength and needed pounds. So if you're short vitamin B1 and iron, don't wait. Go to your druggist this very night and say... A bottle of ironized yeast tablets, please. And now back to our Lights Out story of... Murder Castle. Hello? Hello? Hello, is this the employment agency? This is Mr. Seward. Mr. Henry Seward. I'm interested in employing a nurse for my child. Oh, uh, someone preferably unattached who can live here with my wife and myself. No, 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 just send me their names, addresses, and references, and so on. I'll, I'll send you a check for the services. My address is 424 East 7th. Yes, that's right, just their names and addresses. Yes, yes, I'll send you a check. Oh, goodbye. Oh, yes, yes, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there. Yes, yes, what is it? Is, is Mr. Stewart in? Oh, yes, 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 indeed. Won't you come in? I'm Mr. Stewart. Thank you. Huh. You're answering in regard to... Uh... Secretarial position. You wrote me a letter. Oh, yes, 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 indeed. Uh, won't you step in here, please? Thank you. Now, you sit there, I'll sit here. We'll get better acquainted. Put your suitcase down there in the place, so now then, I'm afraid I didn't quite get your name. Ray. Betty Ray. You wrote me. Oh, yes, of course. I remember you distinctly. Uh, now then, you have my letter to you just to sort of refresh my memory on the circumstances, don't you know? Oh. Well, I'm sorry. Eh? I didn't bring it with me. Oh. Well, then, suppose you tell me a little more about yourself uh, and all that's happened. But then father see you off the train, I suppose. Oh, no, sir. It's, it's the way I wrote you, Mr. Stewart. I... 
I'm quite alone. Oh, yes. Well, but uh, first there's the matter of the surety bond. I wrote to you about that, didn't I? Yes. Yes, you did. Ah, yes, I felt quite certain of that. Mr. Stewart, I was wondering... Yes? Have you had many secretaries? Why do you ask that? I want to know. Why do you ask that question? And what happens to them after you hire them? Tell me what happens to them. Young woman, just who are you? My name is Betty Malone. Malone? Betty Malone. My sister Ella came here a month ago about a job, and I want to know where she is. Do you hear me? I want to know where she is. I, I don't think I quite know what you're talking about. Why do you lie to me? Why do you lie to me? She was here. She was. Oh, then what makes you so sure? A letter you wrote her, the first one. I waited a whole month, and then I came here. And as soon as I saw you, I thought something was wrong. And now I know there is. My sister Ella, where is she? You've got to tell me. What if I tell you again that I don't know what you're talking about? I I'll go to the police. They'll make you tell the truth. I know she came here. I know she did. <laughs> Why do you laugh? Why? Because you're being a very foolish young lady. Very foolish indeed. There's no need to get excited. <laughs> of course your sister's here. And very happy, too. She... She's here? Yes, yes. And very happy, too. Well, then take me to her. Please take me to her. All right, all right. No need to get excited. Of course, I'll take you to her. I intended to all along. I was just having a little joke with you. Is she all right? Is she all right? Of course, of course. Now then, come right along with me. Come right along with me. Yes, yes, she's right up here. Been with me for over a month. Why didn't she write? Why didn't she tell me? Now then, right down this hall, and you can ask her that for yourself. This isn't a trick, is it? My dear young lady, <laughs> you have easily the most suspicious mind of anyone I've ever met. Why, I'm quite a helpless old man, and you always have recourse, as you put it, to the police. <laughs> Here we are, right in this room. Now, go right in. All right. Well, it's locked. Well, knock on the door, and she'll open it for you. Ella? Ella, it's Betty. Let me in, darling, it's Betty. Ella, please. It's Betty, your sister Betty. Well, now, she certainly is a tight sleeper. But she can't be sleeping. Open the door. Please open the door. All right, all right. No reason to get excited. Well, quickly, open the door, quickly. Oh, now, don't excite yourself needlessly. There you are. Go ahead. You open the door. Ella, it's Betty. Ella, what? Now then, my dear Betty, we understand each other clearly, don't we? Ella. Dead. Nothing like a complete understanding now, is there? Ella. Dead. Oh, it wasn't so difficult. I shut the door, sealed it, and nature took care of the rest. Ella. Dead. She died quite easily. Much easier than others. Why? You mean, why do I do it? It's a very simple explanation, young woman. This is my business. Yes, yes, my business. Some men make their fortunes in stocks, some bonds, some in business. And this is my business. Why? 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 Why is any business conducted? Profit, my dear. And I've made quite a neat little profit. Oh, yes, and a very safe one, too. Ella, dead. Yes, and you're the very first to come wandering about looking for one of my uh, customers. The first. And I assure you, the last. Oh, yes, 30 women have come in my front door. Ella. 31, including you and Ella. 
Uh, come on along. No. I'll tell you all about them. You'll find it most instructive. Yes, indeed. Now, come. Don't, don't hold my arm. Oh, but I must. These corridors, they twist and turn. Oh, yes, it's best I hold your arm. Get lost easily around this house. <laughs> my most interesting house. Where are you taking me? Yes, there were 30 before you. Most interesting array. I used to read the want ads in small town papers, and then I'd write letters. Oh, most interesting letters. I needed a secretary, a housekeeper, nurse, excellent salary, unusual accommodation. Oh, well, I knew this had happened. Yes, indeed. And they brought all their worldly belongings with them, generally in a suitcase. A little here, a little there. Oh, I'm sure it's been most profitable. Now, in this room, for example... No, no, don't open that door. No, perhaps it would be better not to. The one in here came to be my housekeeper. Oh, let me see. How long ago was it? Oh, well, no matter. She came as a housekeeper, and after she went into a uh, retirement in that room, I found in her suitcase such interesting bonds. Why, I tell you, my eyes fairly popped right from my head. Oh, yes. It's the uncertainty that makes my little business so very fascinating. Killed 30 women. Now, let's go down a little way now, down here. Don't make me pull you along. Killed 30 women. It wasn't difficult. Most women are such fools, anxious to believe what they want to believe. They came here for life, and you gave them death. Ah, you're the smart one. That's why I'm even bothering showing you my work. I never did the others. And showing you around won't do harm. You won't be talking long. Thirty women died. Now, in this room... Oh, uh, let me open it and show you. No. No, don't make me look. No, please don't. No. Oh, you see? There's no reason for excitement. Just an empty room. Uh, that's what she thought when she went in here. Then I pressed this button so. <laughs> and the floor flopped open as she stood on it, and down she went. Down, down, down. Guess into what? A pit of lime. Oh, uh, oh yes, I tried out so many different ways of killing them. You wonder why they'll never find me out? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I'm much too smart for all of them. Oh, not perfect crimes. No, nothing infantile, but... Just cleverness in choosing the women I do my business with and an equal cleverness in doing away with them. Oh, yes, indeed. Now then, what was I telling you? Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Why, they'll never get me. Ella, seeing you, it's done things in my head. No corpus delicti. And if there is one, no evidence of violence. Ah, there, that's the secret. Were you very frightened, sister? Hell of quick lime, there's no corpus delicti. To that, I can tell you. <laughs> Not when you bury them in a slab of concrete. Ah, yes, that's the secret. If I could only have been with you, little sister. And now, this room, let me show it to you. I I think this will be your room, my dear. Oh, very frightened. You see the door? Airtight, airtight, yes, indeed. I'll open it. <laughs> the room. Amazing sight, isn't it? No doors, no windows. I could have helped you, Ella. Now, I'll shut you up inside the room, then I'll close the door and press this button here like this. You hear that, little one? You hear that? Pumping, pumping, pumping. And guess what is pumping? Ella, Ella, my head. Air. You hear me? Pumping the air out of the room. Yes, that's clever, isn't it? <laughs> you breathe, and soon there'll be nothing there to breathe, and then you'll die. And if the police do find your body, no mark of violence, nothing but asphyxiation. A most mysterious death, they'll say. In time, they'll decide it's all quite natural, embolism, heart attack. Oh, they'll think up a fancy name to clear their files. Yes, indeed, they always do. It isn't right for him to live with it, Now, first, off with the pump. Now, my dear, I think you'd better step inside quickly now so I can close the door and go about my other work. Quickly, I tell you. No, wait. Wait, wait for what? I want to give you something. What can you give me that doesn't belong to me already? This. Gun. Get in there. Get in that room. Gun. You had a gun in your purse all the time. My father's. I brought it for the man who... Get in that no, room. No, 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 no. What are you going to... Get in there. I'll press the trigger. 
Get in there, I'll kill you. No, no, don't. Get in. Don't. Get, I'm get, an old harmless man. I was only fooling. I wouldn't hurt you for the get, world. Revenge. It's right to revenge, isn't it, Ella? He said to press this button, Ella. The pump. It's running, Ella. Listen to it. It's killing him the way he killed you. It's right to revenge, isn't it, little sister? Right to revenge. 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 going out. The air. Shut off that motor out there. You hear me? Shut off that motor. Pumping out the air. Pumping it out. The pipe. The air going out. I can't reach the pipe. Shut it off, you devil out there. Shut it off. It'll kill me. Kill me. It's getting thin already. Shut it off. I'll give you anything, anything you want. Shut off that pump. I can't die. I won't die. I'll tear the walls down. Let me out of here. Man's got the web here. Let me out. Let me out. Well, my ears can't hear. Drums breaking. Blood in my mouth, my eyes, no air, bleeding, air, give me air, breath of air, air. Revenge, 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 yes, listen to her, Captain, over and over again. Such a young and pretty girl. What could have driven her out of her mind crazy like that? What, I ask you? Well, Mr. Obler, and I suppose they all died happily ever after. You, um put things so sweetly, Mr. Martin. <laughs> the dark corners of the human mind are the deepest dark, I believe, of anything in the universe. Speaking of darkness, how would you like to turn back the pages of that nebulous stuff known as time to the Sakhalin of Tsarist Russia? Uh, you mean right now, Mr. Obler? Oh, yeah. You know the answer to that as well as I do, Frank. It's always after you've had your say for iron IGs. Remember, friends, if you're deficient in vitamin B1 and iron... If that's why you're so under par in weight and strength and energy, then get ironized yeast tablets right away. Now, of course, a rundown condition may be due to other causes. If in doubt, see your doctor. But if you're simply short vitamin B1 and iron, remember, ironized yeast has been so successful in such cases that it's sold on this no-risk, money-back basis. If you don't begin to eat better, to look and feel much stronger, peppier, and more alive, the cost of the first bottle will be refunded to you in full by Ironized Yeast, Box IY, Rahway, New Jersey. Now, uh, what is this about Sakhalin? Isn't that the Russian island up above Japan? 
Yes, but our story concerns itself only about the Sakhalin or Sakhalin, which was used as an ed- an execution ground and a well, it was a sort of a macabre education ground and a devil's island against the enemies of the Tsar. It's a strange story of man's inhumanity to man in one of the strangest places this world has ever known. But be with us again, as usual, next week. Yes, tune in next Tuesday again for Arch Obler's eerie story, Sakhalin. And if you need more vitamin B1 and iron, be sure to try ironized yeast. But remember, there's only one ironized yeast. You'll know it instantly by the yellow and orange package and by the big letters IY on the container and on each tablet. Taking care of those hard-to-replace white shoes is easy. Buy a shoe white that's more than just a whitener. Buy Energine Shoe White, made by cleaning specialists, makers of famous Energine cleaning fluid. It not only whitens your shoes, but its cleaning and conditioning action helps Energine Shoe White give you a smooth, even, long-lasting job. So use Energine Shoe White. It keeps your shoes looking better, longer. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. While so many classic radio dramas had full casts, it was a rare thing indeed for an entire show to be carried by one person. In order to keep an audience tuned in, you have to have the ability to act your ass off all by yourself. One of the greatest radio stories ever told featured just one actress. Agnes Moorhead. In it, a bedridden woman waits for her husband to come home. Placing a phone call to find out where he is, her phone line gets crossed, and she overhears a conversation that puts a chill up her spine. This 1943 story by Lucille Fletcher aired on the Suspense radio program and is a masterclass not only in writing and acting, but in building drama and anxiety. Is that the phone ringing? Pick it up. It may be for you or not. This is sorry. Wrong number. In just a moment, Autolite presents Suspense, starring Miss Agnes Moorhead in radio's most famous play, Sorry, Wrong Number. Say, Harlow, have you seen State's football team? They're terrific. Speaking of terrific teams, Hap, my friend, the one that ignition engineered those Autolite resistor spark plugs is Tops. You know, the Autolite people got together with many of the nation's leading car and truck manufacturers, and they ignition engineered a 10,000-ohm resistor right into the Autolite spark plug that permits a wider spark gap setting and maintains it far longer than was ever possible before. You know what that means to your car? Smooth. That's the word for state's football team. Smooth. Right you are. Smooth. Thanks to the wide gap, Autolite resistor spark plugs help your engine idle smooth as silk. 
And that's only one of the simple, sound, solid, splendid advantages of those sensational Autolite resistor spark plugs. Then it all off your chest, Arnold? Sure have, Hap. You're not going to hear one more word out of me till we've heard the whole suspense show. No? No middle commercial tonight, Hap. Autolite doesn't want us to interrupt Agnes Moorhead's performance in that famous drama, Sorry, Wrong Number. Okay, Harlow. Let's hear suspense. Suspense. Autolite and its 60,000 dealers and service stations bring you radio's outstanding theater of thrills. Starring tonight, Miss Agnes Moorhead in Anton Leder's production of Lucille Fletcher's famous suspense play, Sorry, Wrong Number. A tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. Operator, I've been dialing Murray Hill 40098 now for the last three quarters of an hour, and the line is always busy. I don't see how it could be busy that long. Will you try it for me, please? I will be glad to try that number for you. One moment, please. I don't see how it could be busy all this time. It's my husband's office. He's working late tonight, and I'm here all alone in the house. My health is very poor, and I've been feeling so nervous all day. Ringing Murray Hill 40098. Hello? Hello, is Mr. Stevenson there? Hello, hello. Uh, hello? Hello, George? Yes, sir. This is George speaking. Hello, who's this? What number am I calling, please? I'm here with our client, George. Oh, good. Is uh, everything okay? Is but, the coast uh, who... clear for tonight? Yes, George. He says the coast is clear for tonight. Okay, okay. Uh, where are you now? In a phone booth. What Don't number worry. Is... Everything's okay. Very well. You uh, know the address. I know, I know. At 11 o'clock, the private patrolman goes around to the bar on 2nd Avenue for a beer. That's right, 11 o'clock. Okay. Now, be sure that all the lights downstairs are out. There should be only one light visible from the street. Okay, okay. Oh, a, uh, just a minute, George. Oh, uh, our client tells me that at 11.15, a train crosses the bridge. It uh, makes a noise in case her window's open and she should scream. Oh, hello. What number is this, please? Okay, I understand. That's uh, 11.15, the train. Yeah. Uh, you remember everything else, George? Yes. I'll make it quick. As little blood as possible. <laughs> because our client does not wish to make her suffer long. That's right. Oh. You'll uh, use a knife? Yes. The knife will be okay. Uh, then afterwards, I remove the rings and bracelets and the jewelry in the bureau drawer because our client wishes it to look like simple robbery. <laughs> Don't worry. Everything's okay. I never... Oh! Oh, how awful! How unspeakably awful! I... Oh! 
call. Operator, please. I've just been cut off. I'm sorry. What number were you calling? Why, it was supposed to be Murray Hell 40098, but it wasn't. Some wires must have got crossed. I was cut into a wrong number, and I, I've just heard the most dreadful thing, something about a murder. And, Operator, you simply got to retrace that call at once. I beg your pardon. May I help you? Oh, I, I know it was a wrong number, and I had no business listening, but these two men, they were cold-blooded fiends, and they were going to murder somebody, some poor innocent woman who was all alone in a house near a bridge. A and we've got to stop them. We've just got what to. What number are you calling, please? Well, that doesn't matter. This was a wrong number, and you dialed it for me, and we've got to find out who what was immediately. What number did you call? Oh, why are you so stupid? What time is it? Do you mean to tell me you can't find out what that number was just now? I'll connect you with the chief operator. Oh, I think it's perfectly shameful. Now, 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 look, it, it was obviously a case of some little slip of the finger. I told you to try Murray Hill 40098 for me, and you dialed it, but your finger must have slipped, and I was connected with some other number, and I could hear them, but they couldn't hear me. Now, I, I simply fail to see why you couldn't make that same mistake again, on purpose. Why, you couldn't try to dial Murray Hill 40098 in the same sort of careless way. Murray Hill 40098. I will try to get it for you. Well, thank you. I am sorry. Murray Hill 40098 is busy. I will call you in 20... Operator! Minutes. Operator! Your call, police. You didn't try to get that wrong number at all. I asked you explicitly, and all you did was dial correctly. I am sorry. What number are you calling? Well, can't you for once forget what number I'm calling and do something for me? Now, I want to trace that call. It's my civic duty, and it's your civic duty to trace that call and apprehend those dangerous killers. And if you don't... I will connect you with the chief operator. Well, please! All this talk can't make anyone understand this. This is the chief operator. Uh, chief operator, I want you to trace a call, a, a telephone call, immediately. I, I don't know where it came from or who was making it, but it's absolutely necessary that it be tracked down because it, it was about a murder that someone's planning. A terrible, cold-blooded murder of a poor, innocent woman tonight at 11.15. I see. Well, can you trace it for me? Can you track down those men? I am not certain. It depends. Depends on what? It depends on whether the call is still going on. What? If it's a live call, we can trace it on the equipment. Well, if it has been disconnected, we cannot. Disconnected? If the parties have stopped talking to each other. Oh, but of course they must have stopped talking to each other by now. That was at least five minutes ago, and they didn't sound like the type who would make a long call. Well, I can try tracing it. May I have your name, please? Uh, Mrs. Stevenson. Mrs. Albert Stevenson. But, but listen. And your telephone number, please. Uh, Plaza 32099. But if you go on wasting all this time... Why do you want this call traced, please? Why? Oh, well, no reason. I I mean, I merely felt very strongly that something ought to be done about it. These men sounded like killers. They're, they're dangerous. They're going to murder this woman at 11.15 tonight, and I thought the police ought to know. Have you reported this to the police? Well, no, not yet. You want this call checked purely as a private individual? Yes, yes, but meanwhile... I am sorry, Mrs. Stevenson, but I am afraid we couldn't make this check for you and trace the call just on your say-so as a private individual. But you... We will have to have something more official. Oh, for heaven's sake. You mean to tell me I can't report that there's going to be a murder without getting tied up in all this red tape? Why, it's, it's perfectly idiotic. Well, all right, I'll call the police. Thank you. I am sure that would be the best way. <coughs> Ridiculous. I never heard of such nonsense. Police department.
how and i i can't see why you have to go through all this business oh you are called please the police department get me the police department please thank you ringing the police department oh dear do you have to dial can't you ring them direct all this time wasted Police Department, Precinct 43, Sergeant Martin speaking. Police Department, um, this is Mrs. Stevenson, Mrs. Albert Smythe Stevenson of 53 North Sutton Place. I'm calling up to report a murder. Huh? I, I mean, the murder hasn't been committed yet, but I just overheard plans for it over the telephone, over a wrong number that the operator gave me. I've been trying to trace down the call myself, but everybody is so stupid, and I guess in the end you're the only people who could do anything. Yes, ma'am. It was a perfectly definite murder. I heard their plans distinctly. Two men were talking, and they were going to murder some woman at 11.15 tonight, and she lived in a house near a bridge. Are you listening to me? Uh, uh, yes, yes, ma'am. And there was a private patrolman on the street. He was going to go around for a beer on 2nd Avenue, and there was some third man, a client, who was paying to have this poor woman murdered. They were going to take her rings and bracelets and use a knife. Well, it's 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 unnerved me dreadfully, and I'm not well. I'm I very see. Ner- no, no. When was all this, ma'am? About eight minutes ago. Oh, then you can do something. You do you do understand? Uh, what is your name, ma'am? Mrs. Stevenson. Mrs. Albert Stevenson. And your address? Fifty-three, uh, five-three North Sutton Place. That's near a bridge. The Queensborough Bridge, you know, and we have a private patrol in our street. And, and 2nd Avenue is and the next street... And what was oh, that number you were calling? Murray Hill 40098. But that wasn't the number I overheard. I mean, Murray Hill 40098 is my husband's office. He's working late tonight, and I was trying to reach him to ask him to come home. Uh, I'm an invalid, you know, and it's the maid's night off, and... I hate to be alone, even though he says I'm perfectly safe as long as I have the telephone right beside my bed. Well, we'll look into it, Mrs. Stevenson, and see if we can check it with the telephone company. But the telephone company said they couldn't check the call of the parties and stop talking. I've already taken care of that. Oh, you have? Yes, and personally, I feel you ought to do something far more immediate and drastic than just check the call. Well, now, What good does see, checking I... the call do if they stop talking? By the time you tracked it down, they've already committed the murder. Well, we'll take care of it, don't you worry. I'd say the whole thing calls for a search. A complete and thorough search of the whole city. Why, I'm very near the bridge, and I'm not far from 2nd Avenue, and I know I'd feel a whole lot better if you sent around a radio car to this neighborhood at once. And what makes you think the murder's going to be committed in your neighborhood, ma'am? Why, I don't know. Only the coincidence is so horrible. 2nd Avenue and the patrolman and the bridge. 2nd Avenue's a very long street, ma'am, and... You know how many bridges there are in the city of New York, not to mention Brooklyn, Staten Island, Queens, and the Bronx. Now, how how do you know there isn't some little house on Staten Island, on some little Second Avenue you've never heard about? How do you know they were even talking about New York at all? But I heard the call on the New York dialing system. Well, maybe it was a long-distance call you overheard. Oh, I... Telephones are funny things now. Now, look, lady, why don't you look at it this way? Supposing you hadn't broken in on that telephone call. Supposing you'd got your husband the way you always do. You wouldn't be so upset, would you? Well, I know. I suppose not. Only it sounded so inhuman, so cold-blooded. A lot of murders are plotted in this city every day, ma'am. We manage to prevent almost all of them. The clue of this kind is so vague. It isn't much more use to us and no clue at all. But surely you... Unless, of course, you have some reason for thinking this call was phony or, or that someone may be planning to murder you. Me? Oh, 
Well, no, I hardly think so. I, I, I mean, why should anybody? I'm alone all day and night. I, I see nobody except my maid, Eloise, and she's a big girl. She weighs 200 pounds. She's too lazy to bring up my breakfast tray, and, and the only other person is my husband, Albert. He's crazy about me. He just adores me. He waits on me hand and foot. It has scarcely left my side since I took sick 12 years ago. Well, then, there's nothing for you to worry about. Well, I... Now, if you'll just leave the rest of this to us, we'll take care of it. But what will you do? It's so late. It's nearly 11 now. We'll take care of it, lady. Well, will you broadcast all over the city and, and, and send out squads and warn your radio cars to watch out, especially in suspicious neighborhoods like mine. Lady, I said we'd take care of it. Just now I've got a couple of other matters here on my desk oh. that require immediate attention. Good night, ma'am, and uh, thank you. Oh, you! You idiot! Oh. oh, no. Why did I hang up the phone like that? Now you'll think I am a fool. <laughs> Oh, why doesn't Albert come home? <laughs> why doesn't he? <laughs> I'm <the> operating again. <laughs> Your call, please. Operator, for heaven's sake, will you ring that Murray Hill 40098 number again? I, I can't think what's keeping him so long. I will try to get it for well, you. Well, try, try. I don't see why he doesn't answer. I'm so <sighs> I am sorry, Murray Hill 40098 is busy. I will call you. I can hear it. You don't have to tell me. I know it's busy. <sighs> oh, if I could only get out of this bed for a little while. If I could get a breath of fresh air and just lean out of the window and see the street. <gasps> Hello, Albert? Hello? 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 Oh, what's the matter with this phone? Hello? 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 Oh, for heaven's sake, who is it? Hello? 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 He's trying to call me. What are they trying to do with me? Your call, please. Hello, operator. I don't know what's the matter with this phone tonight, but it's positively driving me crazy. I've never seen such inefficient, miserable service. Now, look, look, I'm an invalid, and I'm very nervous, and I'm not supposed to be annoyed. But if this keeps on much longer... What seems to be the trouble? Please. Well, everything's wrong. I haven't had one bit of satisfaction out of one call I've made this evening. The whole world could be murdered for all you people care. And now my phone keeps ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing every five seconds, and when I pick it up, there's no one there. I am sorry. <laughs> If you will hang up, I will test it for you. I don't you. want you to test it for me. I want you to put that call through, whatever it is, at once. I'm afraid I cannot do that. You cannot? Well, why? Why, may I ask? The dial system is automatic. Oh, I... If someone is trying to dial your number, there is no way to check whether the call is coming through the system or not. Oh, I... Unless the person is trying to reach you complains to his particular operator. Oh, of all the stupid... And meanwhile, I've got to sit here in my bed, suffering every time that phone rings, imagining everything. I will try to check the trouble check for it. you. Check it! Check it! That's all anybody can do. Oh, what's the use of talking to you? You're so stupid. Oh, I'll fix her. Of all the impudent... How dare she speak to me like that? How dare she speak to me? Your call, please. Young woman, I don't know your name, 
but there are ways of finding you out. And I'm going to report you to your superiors for the most unpardonable rudeness and insolence it has ever been my privilege. Give me the business office at once. You may dial that number direct. Dial it direct? I'll do no such thing. I don't even know the number. The number is in the directory, or you may secure it by dialing information. Listen here, you... Oh, what's the use? Oh, dear. Oh, for heaven's sake, I'm going out of my mind. I'm going out of my mind. Hello? Hello, stop ringing me. Do you hear? Answer me. Who is this? Do you realize you're driving me crazy? Who's calling me? What are you doing it for? Now, stop it. Stop it. Stop it, I say. Hello? If you don't stop ringing me, I'm going to call the police. Do you hear? The police. If Albert would only come home. Oh, let it ring. Let it go on ringing. It's a trick of some kind. I won't answer it. I won't even if it goes on ringing all night. Just ring all night. I don't... <laughs> What's the matter? Why did they stop ringing all of a sudden? Oh, what time is it? Where's my clock? Where is it? Where did I put it? Five to eleven. Oh, they've decided something. They're sure I'm home. They heard my voice answer them just now. That's why they've been ringing me. Why no one is answering me. doesn't she answer? Your call, oh, please. Where were you just now? Why didn't you answer at once? Give me the police department. I am sorry. The line is busy. I will call you. Busy? But that's impossible. The police department can't be busy. There must be other lines available. The lion is busy. I will try to get them later. No, no. I've got to speak to them now. It may be too late. I've got to get to someone. What number do you wish to speak to? Well, I don't know, but there must be someone to protect people beside the police department. A detective agency. You will find detective agencies listed in the classified directory. But I don't have a classified. I I mean, I'm too nervous to look it up, and I don't know how to use it. I will connect you with information. Perhaps they will be able to help you. Oh, no, no. Oh, you're being spiteful, aren't you? You don't care, do you, what happens to me? I could die and you wouldn't care. Oh, stop it. Stop it. I can't stand anymore. Hello. What do you want? Stop ringing, will you? Stop it. Hello, is this Plaza 32099? Yes. Yes, I'm sorry. This is Plaza 32099. Uh, This is Western Union. I have a telegram here for uh, Mrs. Elbert Stevenson. Is there anyone there to receive the message? Uh, I am Mrs. Stevenson. Uh, The telegram is as follows. Mrs. Albert Stevenson, 53 North Sutton Place, New York, New York, darling. Terribly sorry, try to get you for last hour, but line busy. Leaving for Boston, 11 p.m. tonight on urgent business. Back tomorrow afternoon. Keep happy, love, signed Albert. Oh, no. You wish us to deliver a copy of the message? No. No, thank you. Thank you, madam. Good night. Good night. (laughs) No. No, I don't believe it. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it, not when he knows I'll be all alone in some trick, some fiendish trick. <laughs> Your call, please. Operator, try that Murray Hill 40098 number for me just once more, please. You may dial that number direct. Oh. M. U. Four. Oh. 
he's gone. Oh, Albert, how could you? How could you? Oh, but I can't be alone tonight. I just can't. If I'm alone one more second, I'll go mad. I don't care what he says or, or what the expense is. I'm a sick woman. I'm entitled to some consideration. This is information. May I help you? I want the telephone number of Henchley Hospital. Henchley Hospital? Do you have the street address? No, it, it's somewhere in the 70s. It's a very small, private and exclusive hospital where I had my appendix out two years ago. Henchley, H-E-N-C-H... One moment, please. Uh, please hurry. And, and please, what is the time? You may find out the time by dialing Meridian 71212. Oh. For heaven's sake, I have no time to be dialing. The number of Henchley Hospital is Butterfield <laughs> 8... Nine, nine, seven, oh. You. Hospital, good evening. Uh, give me the nurse's registry. Who was it you wish to speak to, please? I want the nurse's registry at once. I want a trained nurse. I want to hire her immediately for the night. I see. And what is the nature of the case, madam? Nerves. I'm very nervous. I, I need soothing and companionship. You see, my husband is away, and I'm all... Have you been recommended to us by any doctor in particular, madam? No, but I really don't see why all this catechizing is necessary. I want a trained nurse. I was a patient in your hospital two years ago, and after all, I do expect to pay this person for attending me. We quite understand that, madam. But registered nurses are very scarce just now. Our superintendent has asked us to send people out only on cases where the physician in charge feels it is absolutely necessary. Well, it is absolutely necessary. I'm, I'm a sick woman. I'm, I'm very upset. Very. I, I'm alone in this house and I'm an invalid. And, and tonight I overheard a telephone conversation that upset me dreadfully. A woman's going to be killed when a train comes. In fact, if someone doesn't come at once, I'm afraid I'll go out of my mind. I see. Well, I will speak to Miss Phillips as soon as she comes in. And what is your name, madam? When do you expect her in? I really couldn't say. She went out to supper at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock? Oh, but it, it's not 11 yet. Oh, oh, my clock has stopped. I thought it was running down. What time is it? Just, um, 15 minutes past 11. What was that? What was what, madam? That, that click just now in my own telephone, as though someone had lifted the receiver off the hook, off the extension telephone downstairs. I didn't hear it, madam. Now about but this I nurse. Did. I did. There's someone in this house, someone downstairs in the kitchen, and they're listening to me now. They're listening. Oh, I, I won't pick it up again. I won't let them hear me. I'll, I'll be quiet, and then they'll, they'll think. Oh, but if I don't call someone now while they're still down there, there'll be no time. I've got to get that operator. Your call, please. Operator, operator, I'm, I'm in desperate trouble. I, I am sorry, I, I cannot hear you. Please speak louder. I, I don't dare. I, there's someone listening. Can you hear me now? I am sorry. Oh, but you've got to hear me. Oh, please, please, you've got to help me. There's, there's someone in this house, someone who's going to murder me, and, and you've got to get in touch with the police. Oh, oh, there, there it is. Did you hear it? He's put it down. He's put down the extension phone. He's coming up the. 
He's coming up the stairs. Oh, give me the police department. Give me the police department. One moment, police please. De- I will connect oh, you. hurry. Hurry. Oh, hurry, I can hear him. He's coming. He's coming here. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, what are you going to do to me? Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't, don't come near me. I haven't done anything, please. I don't know anything. No, no. I, I, ah! Sergeant Martin speaking. Hello, Police Department, Precinct 43. Sergeant Martin speaking. Police Department? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Must have got the wrong number. Don't worry. Everything's okay. One of my greatest heroes was a radio writer whose name was Arch Obler, whose name alone is kind of awesome, though today he is largely forgotten. Murder Castle you heard earlier? That was his work. But unfortunately, not all of his amazing stories survived. One of his most terrifying tales was called The Dark, but it was lost. In 1962, Obler recreated parts of some of his best stories on a record called Drop Dead. The sound in this story will chill you to the bone. And if you're a Simpsons fan, the reveal of the threat will be familiar, as it was parodied on one of their Treehouse of Horror Halloween specials. Oh. My, it's gotten dark. No, not dark. That's... That's a fog coming from under the door. Don't be afraid. What's the worst that could happen? Let us turn to another delightful phase of horror, the supernormal. I call this little opus The Dark. It's the sort of horror that was most effective on radio after midnight to make you wish, as you pull the bed covers over your head that night, that the author had been strangled while very young. But he wasn't. So, uh, try this on for size. Hey, where are you turning? The alarm said Pine Street, didn't it? Oh, yes, yes, of course. So why the siren? The only traffic out here is on horseback. Yeah, (laughs) you can say that again, Doc. It's from nothing to nowhere. Okay, let's go. Yeah, right with you, Doc. Right with you. Said somebody was hurt? That's what the switchboard said. Gee, what a dump. Huh. Don't seem to be a bell. Oh, there must be. There's a light in there. Try the door. Hmm. Yeah, it's open. Well, let's go. All right. 
Hello in there. Hello. This is another false alarm. Anybody here? I'm a doctor. <laughs> hey, look. In the corner. This I gotta see. Lady, I'm a doctor from General Hospital. Now, what's the matter? <laughs> she is screwy, all right, ain't she? Frightened. Come on, Doc. You want us to get her out of here? Or the straitjacket. Shall I get the straitjacket? No, Doc, wait. Where are you going? Can't get it open. Huh? What's the matter? What do you want to go in there for? Can't get this open. Okay, Whoever okay. is hurt must be in there. Blasted dark. Come on, we'll break it down. But the woman. Forget the woman. Come on, put your shoulder to it. Come on. Yeah, yeah, all right. Dark. Yeah. Can't see a thing. Go on back in the other room and get that kerosene lamp. Well, I get it, I say. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Here, Doc. The lamp. Okay. Hold it high. Yeah. <gasps> what? Oh, mother in heaven. What? On the floor. What is it? It's a man. Oh, no. It can't be. Yes, I tell you, yes, it's a man. A man. And he's been turned inside out. <laughs> inside out? Yes, see for yourself. It's a man. But the skin is the inside. The raw flesh is the outside. Organs hanging. <laughs> yeah. It's a miracle. A man turned inside out. Like you turn a glove inside. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. I see it, I see it. Alive? Yes. Doc, it's trying to get up. No, no. Trying to get up, I tell you. Trying to move. Sam, hold that light high. I can't watch. Look at it rolling over. Stop trying it, trying Sam. to get up. Stop that. Look, trying to get up on its knees. Doc, make it stop. Kill it. Do something. Sam, Man stop. can't live inside. Sam, stop. Like that. I, I tell you. Stop. Hysterical old woman, it's what you are. Now you stand there and shut up. Listen to him. Listen to him. Oh, let's get out of here, Doc, please. Don't be a fool. We've got to find out, Sam. Why? What? Look, there's another door. Yeah. Open. The answer might be in there. Doc, don't we got The gotta... lantern, bring it. Gee, Doc, why can't we just go? Hold it high. Doc, what? Don't move. There's, there's no floor in there. I, I don't see nothing. Nothing but dark. Well, look. A dark sort of spills over on the edges. Huh? Well, look, I tell you. It's a deeper dark than dark. Something moving in there. Doc, close the door. No, no, wait. Then I'll close it. Oh, you fool, open that door. I've got to see what... She's coming in here. Come on, Doc. Let's get out of here. No, Sam, I'm going to find out what this is all about. All my life, things have been what they've been. I'm going to know all about this. Please, Doc, please, let's get out of here. Woman, if you know anything, tell me. What was it we saw back of that door where the floor should have been? Do you know? She, she's going to the door. She's going to open it. Yes. Oh, 
Doc, will you listen to me? Let's get out of no, here. No, no, wait. She's just standing there, looking in at the dark. Yeah. <laughs> Doc? What's that coming up out of the hole in the floor? The dark. It's like... like black smoke. Listen to it. <laughs> it's reaching up to her. Yes. What is it? Smoke? Black? What? Crawling up around her. <laughs> No. Inside out. It, it turned her inside out. Inside. Uh. Sam. Sam, get up. Sam, open your eyes. The shadows are crawling along the floor toward us. Come on, Sam. Come on. You, Sam, you're... Oh, you're too heavy. I can't lift you. Sam, you've got to hear me. The shadows, they're crawling toward me along the floor. I can't leave you here. You saw what they did to her. Look at her. Inside out. A woman inside out. Oh, Sam. I'll drag you out of here. Oh, you're so heavy. They're coming faster and faster. Like long black fingers. Ah, my legs. What? Go of me. Sam, I can't help you. They're holding me back. The black. It's covering you. Sam! Sam. No. No, you. You thing, whatever you are, get off me. Stop covering me. I've got to get out of here. I've got to tell them all about you. I've got to tell everyone there's something like you loose in the world. Got to warn everybody. Get off me. Cold. Slimy. How can shadows be slimy? So cold. Covering me over. My head. Ah. My face. The go. My face. My mouth. The go. Thank you for listening, and again, happy Halloween. Sleep tight. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs>
Looking for a Fallout audio drama? It's True Vault Escapades! That's right, follow the death-defying adventures of Detective Walter Camry and his vault girl Bunny as they solve the wasteland's biggest mysteries. From the dramatic Texas prologue to the high-stakes world of New Vegas, Walter and Bunny risk it all to crack everything from murders, slaver syndicates, and corruption at the highest level in post-nuclear America. True Vault Escapades. It's a Fallout show with a detective twist. Look for True Vault Escapades wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.